TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations that make a big impact in North Texas. I'm Chris Arnold from 105.3 The Fan. And joining us right off the bat is the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County, Miss Daphne Stigliano. How you doing, Daphne? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on today. Oh, I've been dying to talk to you because I've had different people with the Dallas Boys and Girls Clubs on, and we got to take care of Tarrant County as well because North Texas is a very large area. And could you tell everybody who are not familiar with the Boys and Girls Clubs what it's all about? Uh, absolutely. So many people know know about the, the name Boys and Girls Club. But sometimes people don't know maybe a little bit about what happens inside the doors of a Boys and Girls Club. So I'm happy to do that. Boys and Girls Clubs have been around for a very long time. Uh, We were actually uh, established uh, as a national federation in 1906. So we've actually um, really been around a very, very, very long time. But uh, actually before 1906, the Mm -hmm. first Boys and Girls Club was established in Connecticut. Here in Texas, uh, and this is our claim to fame in Tarrant County, I bet you didn't know this, Chris, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Tarrant County was the first Boys and Girls Club in Texas. Look out! Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was actually Boys Club originally, mm-hmm. and I always like to say, you know, uh, we were kind of slow getting getting it all figured out that us girls needed to be a part. That's right, <laughs> that's right. What year was that? Uh, uh, actually, uh, for most clubs across America, including here in North Texas, that was in the, in the early 90s. So mm-hmm. in 1990, we became boys and girls. And um, we're really, really uh, a stronger organization because of it, obviously. I think so. And uh, we're really proud of the, the history that we have and the service that we have in our community. Um, we are also um, particularly proud here in Tarrant County because we're the largest boys and girls club in the state of Texas. Look out. And, and so, so how long yeah. how, how long has the Boys and Girls Club in Tarrant County been there when it was the Boys Club? I mean, you say the yeah. first in Texas. What year was that? 1926. Look out. I think Calvin Coolidge might have been the president. I'm not sure. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, you know it's I, almost you're almost 100 years old. That's exactly right. In fact, we have a lot of plans um, that we're working towards. Very, we're working really diligently to make sure that we are implementing a lot of growth initiatives to make sure that by by the time we hit that 100 year birthday, um, we are serving the community to the highest and best use that we possibly can. 
because we do think that by the time we get to that 100 year, it's, it's going to be a time to celebrate, but it's yeah. also a time for us to take that mission really seriously because our communities are growing. If you look at all of North Texas, Texas in general, but even specifically in Tarrant County and the surrounding area, the the communities that we're serving are growing so quickly and the needs are growing with them. So young people in particular uh, need a lot from us right now. Um, they need a lot from us in general. Um, but in particular, um, I would I would say uh, we're at a moment in time where young people need a lot. And so um, our organization is, is very focused on how we can can um, be best prepared, not just, you know, this summer, for example, although we, we're doing a lot of fun things this summer, not just this summer, but for mm-hmm. the future as well. That sounds great. We're talking again with Daphne, uh, Daphne Stigliano and Daphne, your mission. And I love the website, by the way, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County is committed to being the premier youth development program in our community a low-cost or free resource. And so I want everybody to know that, generally speaking, it's either low-cost or it's absolutely free. And people I know for years have always done things with the Boys Club or the Boys and Girls Club, and I just think people need to know that it's available. And it's not like, oh, you got to come up with $300 to send them off to camp. That's right. And so a lot of people um, who may not be familiar with who we are, we are um, an after-school program during the, the school year. Mm-hmm. We're a summer program during the summertime. Um, but we also offer a lot of resources to the community. So if you're a mom, dad, auntie, uncle, your 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 grandma, um, or you just know kids in your life that maybe need resources, I would really encourage you to check out our website. And you can Google it, Boys and Girls Club, Greater Tarrant County, or any of our other partner Boys and Girls Clubs across the Metroplex. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can check us out and look to see what, you know, what does the Boys and Girls Club offer you that maybe you need for a young person in your life? We've got a lot of resources that maybe have to do with um, connecting kids way beyond sports and way beyond, although sports are a big part of what make a young person's, um, you know, experience exciting. And it's often how we help a young person get excited about coming to the club. It's really just the beginning, though, because there are a lot of resources that we can offer parents, we can offer um, educators, we can offer the community. Uh, For example, um, uh, we know uh, that a lot of young people right now, and we see this, um, need some additional support and understanding how to manage through maybe stress or anxiety Mm -hmm. they might might be experiencing. Especially coming through this pandemic, yeah. That's exactly right. And, and, and that, that stress and anxiety might be uh, a little more challenging to navigate as a parent. And so we have resources for um, young people. And uh, so, we, for example, this summer we've introduced a new partnership uh, on mindfulness and yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, um, yoga may not be something that, that every young person is familiar with or have access to. Um, or mindful practices like breathing and, um, you know, maybe thinking, thinking, uh, thinking about challenges in a new way. But we have uh, been able to introduce some new resources uh, inside of our Boys and Girls Club and in our mobile program, which is very cool. I'd love to talk about that today, too, um, to our to our communities, to our families, to our kids. Those resources are wonderful because they can help a young a young person or a teen um, or a tween be able to uh, become a little more centered, uh, mm-hmm. slow down just a little bit, 
maybe think about maybe think about their anxiety or think about sure. the feelings they're having a little bit differently. And, you know, take a breath and uh, take a moment. And it, it, it you know, I, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but, you know, sometimes I need to do that in my own life. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know what it is, Daphne? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's because we have so many things uh, accessible to us now, especially with social media, especially with all the different channels on satellite and cable and, I mean, and streaming services. You get you get bombarded with so many different things that sometimes you got to slow down and just take time for yourself and not pay attention to every single thing. So you can imagine kids, and I'm familiar with this because in May, we did a May is Mental Wellness Awareness Month, and it's all about you know taking time for yourself, relaxing, let things come to you. And here's another little thing: I love the thoughts of yoga. Now I'm not a yoga person, but guess what? My sister, who lives in Washington, D.C., she's a certified yoga instructor who actually went to India for a month. So she's been telling me about this for years, and I think it's awesome for kids to learn about yoga and breathing exercises because it's all about handling things that might overwhelm you. That's right. And and so a young, a young let's say, a, you know, a, a nine-year-old boy, for mm-hmm. example, um, we're not necessarily, um, you know, they may, may not be teaching <laughs> you know, really fancy pose, for example, but we can learn, <laughs> right. um, we, we can learn a lot about in a group setting, how to maybe, um, practice, um, you know, breathing, mm-hmm. taking a moment to breathe and counting or, um, you know, really taking a minute to maybe, maybe take what is a stressful situation or potential conflict and using those strategies to help um, take a situation that might be ramping up to help it ramp down. And so these are, these are things that we've been able to introduce inside of our programming um, along with a lot of other strategies and a lot of other curriculum that, that help young people learn how to take care of themselves. Yes. Ultimately. I love this conversation. Yeah. That's ultimately what, what boys and girls club is all about. So you know, our vision for, for every young person is that as they come through our doors, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're getting the things that they need, food, they're getting a safe environment, they're getting mentorship from adults that have been trained. Mm-hmm. They're also learning. They're, they're learning, um, you know, the building blocks, the, the things that they need uh, in order, you know, at, at an age-appropriate level in order to make good decisions. Um, to learn practical things like, you know, be able to do their homework, how to be able to choose what food to eat. Right. You know, setting to, goals you know, and getting things accomplished. Goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, how to, how to, how to, how to play, how to play ball, you know, right. what are the rules of this game, you know, so right. things that, you know, how to get along with friends. And ultimately by the time they leave, which, you know, we'll start serving a young person um, in elementary school, we hope they stick they stick with us through their teen years, and we have good success with that. By the time they leave and graduate high school, um, it's our vision and uh, for every young person that they're prepared for their future, and, and they're prepared for their education, they're prepared for their future career goals. Now, we know they're going to have to go off and, and probably, you know, um, do some other things to right. get to their end career goal, mm-hmm. um, but but that's our vision for the future is that they can take care of themselves. You know, I think about my own kids um, when I think about 
I have teenagers and young adults in my life. Mm -hmm. When I think about uh, what I hoped for their futures and what I still hope for their futures, uh, I'm sure you're this way too. Oh yeah, I got kids that are teenagers. Yeah, you you hope that they can, you know, make good decisions when you're not there. Exactly. that, That they can make enough money to take care of themselves. So that you're not the one doing it. Mm-hmm. Make <laughs> and, them independent. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So that they're independent. You know, you want to always be there for them. Sure. But you hope they can take care of themselves. And it's the same thing at Boys and Girls Club. It's our hope. It's our vision for each one of them to be able to get what, you know, that we can be there to supplement, to help, you know, the help the resources that are in their lives, that the adults in their lives, the parents, the, the family, the other educators in their lives. To, to help build um, that environment for them. And, and so we do this to lots of different ways. Um, it's, it, you know, it's, it starts in simple ways and it grows into more complex ways over time. But I would say one thing that I'm really proud of at Boys and Girls Club is our stability over time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been there for families uh, for many, many years. And so, um, you know, one thing that, that I've noticed, particularly during the pandemic and, and now, is that sometimes uh, young people, you know, they can have pretty pretty average days, pretty good days most of the time, but you can't predict when that really bad day is going to happen. And you, you really want to be there for a young person when that really bad day does happen. And 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 you need to already have established that good relationship with them so they can walk in the doors of that Boys and Girls Club and say, hey, this thing has happened. I need your help. And already have had that established relationship, already be that trusted adult in that child's life to be able to say, you know what, uh, you've got a choice to make. Uh, this You could go this direction or you can go that direction. You really need to go this direction. You know what's so and, great? What you just said, you said trust. And that's what it boils down to. And if again, if there's an established relationship and, you know, people have trusted Boys and Girls Clubs for years, wherever they are, but more importantly, Kids who grew up in the Boys and Girls Clubs, they trust the adults there. And therefore, when the parents, you know, sometimes kids with the peer pressure, they don't want to hear from their parents. Their parents are not supposed to be cool. They may trust, you know, and bounce ideas and what might be frustrating them off of some of the people at the Boys and Girls Club because they've had established relationships. Is that is that am I on point with this? Because I think that's where you're going. And I think it's so important. It is. And, and so it sometimes can be frustrating, I think, to caregivers, to parents to know, like, how, how do I, how do I, you know, may, maybe stretching the dollars, especially right now, can be mm-hmm. really tough. How do I know where to, where to go? How do I know who to trust? And, and there's like a couple of key things to pay attention to, I think, that I would recommend to parents. One, you really do need to look at uh, an organization's website. So like on our website, we have we, we post about our safety practices, how we screen our staff, how we screen adults that come into contact with kids. Um, it's, it's totally fair. Um, mm-hmm. adult, you know, you should ask questions about what are the safety practices sure. um, at an organization. And, you know, you should, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to really, um, you know, ask about training and those kinds of things as well. Um, and, and those are those are things that can help increase the, com- the confidence of a caregiver when when deciding how to how to find a great place for their kids. Um, you know, in our organization, we've introduced um, and, and continued 
uh, a lot of safety practices that I think are really, really important to increasing not just the physical safety mm-hmm. of, of the environment, but also the emotional safety of young people. Um, and so those are great questions to ask if you're a caregiver looking for um, uh, an environment for your child. Um, you know, our website in particular outlines, you know, the locations uh, where you can register uh, for your child um, to, to attend a summer camp. And, um, it, you know, it's important to also plan ahead. I know sometimes it's hard to plan ahead if things are changing in your life, um, but as much as possible, it's a good idea to plan ahead. So if you know you might have childcare needs like next school year, like mm-hmm. if you're changing schools, right. or if if maybe there's maybe if your child's going to be you're going to be moving or living in a different place gosh moving is so stressful and it's hard oh, yeah. to plan ahead for these things especially if 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 things are already difficult but thinking thinking ahead just a little bit can make a big difference in making sure that your child has um kind of a place to look forward to after school so, um, you know, summertime right now, finding a place like Boys and Girls Club is great for the kids. I'm also thinking about next school year. I know it sounds far away already, but we're, we're already planning for next school year. Um, you know, planning ahead for next school year for your kid for after school is, a, is, is it's not too early to be thinking about that and what the strategy is for that, that your kid can have a place to count on. Um, and, and also um, looking for ways to reduce the cost. So like in, in our case at Boys and Girls Club, uh, we never turn away a child based on their the family's ability to pay. Never. There's always going to be an opportunity for us to work with a family to make sure that they can attend always. Mm-hmm. And so we're a great resource for families. Um, we also bring a mobile unit out to apartment complexes, churches, other places, to schools. So if there's somebody listening who maybe is a partner that wants to partner with us, I'm, I encourage them to get in touch with us because um, it's based on availability. As you can imagine, there are a lot of needs right now in the community, but we do have the ability to um, bring services to um, partners as well. Okay, so I want to stop you right now because yeah. you have just lit a light bulb over my head when you talk about this mobile version because in this day and age of Uber Eats and Amazon and <laughs> FedEx and everything comes to you. You're saying that the Boys and Girls Club has mobile units and what are on these mobile units? And in other words, if we said, oh, I I love the mobile unit to come in our neighborhood, what comes with it? Okay, so, you know, COVID COVID brought a lot of not so great things, but COVID also brought innovation and it brought innovation to our organization for sure. Um, And one of those things was our mobile mobile. Boys and Girls Club. So this, okay, I'll tell you a quick story here. Take your time. Um, we, you know, when everything shut down, we we have a huge fleet of buses that move kids around after school. Mm-hmm. So nor, in normal times, um, we pick kids up after school and drive them to our Boys and Girls Club locations. This is what we've been doing for years and years and years. But during the shutdown, we we had to park our buses because, well, we couldn't have kids coming in the building because the governor governor shut everything down. Right. And so um, we <laughs> we we quickly figured out how to help, and that was to feed the community. So within a couple of days, we had everything open. It was just open in a different way. But our buses were parked, and one day I was walking through the parking lot, feeling kind of sad, seeing all these parked buses. 
And it started to dawn on me that, you know, we could use this fleet differently. Yeah. And um, so we started talking and um, we started talking with our partners. And over time, we figured out how we could, could use our fleet to go to places where families were. So even though we were able to feed the community and serve the community from our front door, we knew that a lot of people couldn't get to the club Mm -hmm. because just like you're saying, if I don't have a car, I can't walk there. Um, I'm not going to get what what, what my kids need from Boys and Girls Club. So we started asking for help and lots of people stepped forward to help us and we have we have purchased a mobile fleet of boys and girls clubs. So think of like a big RV and think of those, you know, those, those, those vehicles that are, that Amazon brings packages to your front door in. Yeah. Those sprinter, right. Like sprinter vans. Sure. We have, we have a fleet of those and then we have a huge RV that gets pulled by a truck. So it's like a toy hauler that's pulled by a truck and they're wrapped and they, they look awesome. Oh they, they, they're, they're colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we drive these to different communities. We park them. Um, we can open them up. We've got tenting around them. We've got great digital music programming. So oh, wow, wow. It's pretty, you know this. Yes. Technology is highly mobile. It is. We've got um, a mobile program that's totally devoted to music. So we roll that out and we help kids make digital music using things like iPads. Because that's what they like to do nowadays. That's right. And so many of you just light that up and and people just come out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) We have STEM uh, activities. So um, this is is, uh, very cool. Um, Lots of tablet-driven technology that's based Wow. Um, around STEM learning, so science, technology, math. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Controlling like small robots using your iPad, being able to um, use the camera function on an iPad to watch what you're doing and be able to like visualize shapes and to build things. Very cool stuff. Way cooler than it, than for me when I was in school. Well, like this, the, the Boys and Girls Club is not your grandparents' Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not like just basketball and then gym. Now, that's yeah. cool too, but still. <laughs> right. You got that too, but guess what? This is the 21st century. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, it, it, in the basics, you know, I don't want to gloss over the basics like basketball and food. Because sure. that stuff is still important. It's very you know, important. We're doing all that too. Yeah, but you've and we're added to it. You've added to yeah. it. Exactly. Oh, I love this. So how many you have now? How many mobile units you have? We have six mobile units. This is so impressive. We're in, we're in the process of expanding them. So we are looking for funding uh, to expand them. We, we've uh, secured funding to expand. Um, uh, some of them, mm-hmm. we are looking to expand uh, an additional fleet. So uh, it's, it, 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 you know, when we did it at first, we, we suspected strongly that it would be a good model, but we've been able to clearly see that it does work really well. And you, so we're, you know, it's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen, Daphne, you're, you're going to, you've invented, you've come up with this and now boys and girls clubs all over America 
are going to start doing this because it's so logical? Well, I, I can say that it has spread to Oklahoma City. Uh, they've, they've come and benchmarked, and they got funding from the state to do it in Oklahoma City, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So it is spreading. And, well, like you, you said, know, the, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County was the first one in the state of Texas in 1926, and it's no surprise that you might be leading in other categories in 2022. Well, here's what I know. Good ideas, um, good ideas spread. And I, so I don't even think exactly. it's necessarily about, and let's be, let's be honest, our country has some big problems to solve. And so, you know, if we can work together, mm-hmm. we can, you know, we, we've got to We work can do together. anything. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Together we can change the world. And we've got kids who are innovative and they know about the metaverse and they know about AI and they know about all the different things because, again, it goes hand in hand with all this information we were talking about earlier and and mental wellness because you've got access to all of this information. And you've got, like you said, with the mobile units, you've got some tools where they can, you know, experiment and and try to figure out robots and do things like that. But at the same time, they can run around and play like kids play some basketball, go outside and play and pick up baseball or whatever it is, you know, and learn and, 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 and realize you can set goals and accomplish things and feel good about yourself. That, that's what it's about, right? I mean, yeah. being able to have the ability to explore and gain confidence yes. and in a safe environment. I mean, that's what it, that's what we hope for in childhood. Mm-hmm. So you you said the Greater Tarrant County, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County, and you said you've got more locations than anywhere. How many locations do you have? Well, we have uh, this summer, we have eight building-based locations open, so places mm-hmm. that people can come. Brick and mortar. And brick and mortar locations. They're on our website. At, and it, the, the address for that is BGCGTC. Dot org. But the That's best way, because Google is your friend, you can just Google up <laughs> Boys and Girls Club of Tarrant County and find out everything. That's way easier, isn't I it? I always tell people Google is your friend. When people, when I post something on Facebook or Twitter or something, and they'll say, can you tell me more? Or how did, I'm like, Google is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't, I don't say Google it because that sounds rude. I just say, Google is your friend. Oh yeah, I could always Google that. <laughs> So you said there's some things going on this summer, right? Yeah. So signing up this summer is good. And then we have additional locations that will open this fall that are related to school. Nice. And then if if, if there's an interest in our mobile program, the the best way to get in touch with us um, is is also through the website. Um, there's There's an email address that's posted on there that you can find. Our phone number, too, is also on the website. So, yeah. um, you know, call us, email us. Um, we'd love to talk to you. Our, our social media pages are pretty active, too. So if you're just curious and just want to kind of watch and see what we're doing, uh, we've got, um, you know, depending on what, what kind of, inst- you know, if you like Instagram or if you like Facebook mm-hmm. or any of that, Twitter, you can you can uh, look at, look us up on those pages and, and, and take a look as well. You know, I, I just love 
all of what you're doing. And again, your website is just absolutely amazing. You can just stay on that for an hour and just say, wow, look at all the different things of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Tarrant County and Daphne. I'm just so proud of what you guys are doing. Is there a way if someone wanted to be a part, a a volunteer or work for the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County, is there a way that they could work with you guys? I'm not even talking about the partners because that's another thing. That's a whole different level. I'm just talking about, you know, on the on the ground roots or the grassroots level. Work with yeah, the kids. You know, yeah, we have a lot of opportunities for, for work right now. Um, you know, I started out uh, as a part-time worker myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, I'm, I'm CEO now, but man, I, I, I did not start out as the CEO. And, and so I think, even just like, let's say if, if there was somebody who was, you know, you know, interested in starting to work with us, there's such an opportunity here to, because we do so many different things. There's such an opportunity here to learn and to grow into different jobs and to different career paths. Um, we have a lot of people who work with us that are currently in college, for example, mm-hmm. Um, who are, you know, maybe even discovering what they want to do. Uh, my, my, my actual career, um, my, my college degree is in microbiology. You are kidding. In other yeah, words, I, this is nothing like you might have wanted oh, yeah. to be a scientist or a doctor or cut open frogs or. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. yeah. And so, but I, I ended up going to graduate school for public health, which was at least a little bit closer. But Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, I think, I think we come to our purpose in life, our mission in life over time. And, Mm -hmm. and so I really do encourage people, you know, if if there's something about our mission that connects with them, even if they're, let's say they're in school to do a totally different degree, they may really connect with the mission. It's it's a great part-time job to, um, you know, make some money and at the same time um, pursue that passion. And so, um, there, you know, you can learn more about those opportunities at all the same places I've been talking about on our website. Um, I, I would definitely encourage people to get involved that way. Um, you can get get information there. Also, um, if you happen to be a parent or a caregiver and, and you just maybe maybe, maybe – Maybe you're looking for added resources about mm-hmm. how to talk to your kids about different things. We post, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm a parent. We post really, um, I think, relevant resources on how to how to just parent um, or yeah. even how to talk to kids about different yeah. things. And I would encourage folks out there to to, to follow us. We don't we don't. Oh, inundate people with too much information. But, you know, when things happen, sometimes it's helpful to have um, kind of a trusted resource to, to, you know, here's a, here's a, here's, you know, five things you can say to your kids about how to make good choices on whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, you know, whatever's going on right now, whatever they may have a clue about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I would encourage people to even follow us on social media just to, just to see us pop up and be able to offer, offer parents a resource that way. Speaking of parents, you know, it's Father's Day weekend and I'm a father and, you know, your husband, uh, you've got kids and whatnot. Is there anything that the Boys and Girls Club does on Father's Day? I know some people have fathers and grandfathers and brothers and sons that are fathers. And 
I was just wondering if there was anything Father's Day worthy you'd like to mention. Hmm. You know, most of what we're doing this weekend is related to Juneteenth. Um, Ah, yes, that's that's part two. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of please bring that up because I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, so a lot of our celebrations this weekend are about Juneteenth. We've got a big one tomorrow. No, today. Sorry, today. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, so the, there's there's definitely um, a lot going on in our community related to that. Um, uh, and I would say fathers uh, specifically, I often feel like our fathers get overlooked. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't get a know, bunch of stuff like Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, you know what? One thing we know is the importance of male, that you know, male, and I'll say mentorship. Yes, I know what you mean, uh, because not every male is in the household or is a biological father, but they have influence. That's right. And, you know, when we think about, um, uh, when I think about our role in helping young, young, you know, boys and Mm -hmm. young men, develop, um, there is such a, a need for men in general to, you know, light the way and the path. And, you know, as a woman, um, I, I, I have come to appreciate more in our work, how, how valuable it is for women. (laughs) And what we need as women is really for young men to see, um, men, um, um, really, and, and modeling that. Like you said, mentors, it's like, there's something Mm -hmm. to be said for that because, that's why a lot of kids, little boys especially, who are into sports, their coaches are just very instrumental in their lives, especially if they come from homes that don't have a father there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have a program called Passport to Manhood at Boys and Girls Club, and it's 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 geared it's gender specific programming, specifically to help young men understand, um, you know, how to identify uh, behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, appropriately as they're moving through different stages of uh, puberty, essentially, and, and, and adolescence and um, helping them identify, you know, what does um, being a young man, a healthy young man look like? Mm-hmm. And nothing is, is more emblematic of that is, than being able to see that lived out in um, healthy relationships um, and in, in healthy and, you know, and, and mature modeling of, sure. of men. And so I, I you know, just uh, um, really applaud our staff, um, our, our male staff who have done this so well for us um, because the, they, are, they are doing it as part of their uh, work, but they're also doing it as part of, their, part of a really, uh, you know, just uh, increasingly important part of their, um, their modeling. Exactly. Be- because I was saying this earlier, Kids, sometimes they don't want to hear from their parents, but sometimes, you know, I call it, it's, 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 a, it's a known statement. It's, it's third-party credibility. It's if somebody else says the same things, like, oh, and then they come back home. Well, that's what I've been trying to tell you, but you didn't want to hear from me. You didn't want to hear from your daddy. You didn't want to hear from your mom. <laughs> but you, you'll listen to Coach so-and-so or, or whatever. And so it's all part of helping raise kids, and that's why I think – the Boys and Girls Club, especially the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Tarrant County, you guys do such a, a great job because you're there. You're uh, you're an asset to be. You're you're a jewel in the community, 
You're there if people need your resources. You're there for people. They can count on you. And I know grown men who say, oh, if it wasn't for the boys club or if it wasn't for the boys and girls club, I don't know what I would have turned out to be. Hmm. And that's just a statement of fact. And so, Daphne, continue the great work. Well, thank you. It takes everybody. Yes, uh, and I, I just, a community. I just wanna, yeah, it's, I want to reiterate that. It takes, it takes um, everybody, whether you're working as a profession within Boys and Girls Club, you're getting the message out like you're doing today, or you're providing funds, or you're a partner. Um, it takes everybody working together. The, the challenge right now is great. Um, but so is, I think, the will. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, there's a, there's a lot of divisiveness, I think, <laughs> probably more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. But one thing that is unifying, and it's why I love my job, the one thing that I think is unifying above all else is children. Yes. And, and, that, and that is my hope. It's why I continue to have hope for not, not just the world, but for America specifically is because we value um I value, I, I continue to believe that we can, as, as Americans, value young people. And, and that's why I, I, I believe Boys and Girls Club is an important part of that solution. And yes, you are too, Daphne. Daphne Stigliano, she is the CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Tarrant County, and you are a resource. Daphne, please join us again later on this year. Can we catch up with you guys and see what's going on out there? I hope you do. And joining us now is one of the CEOs and directors of the Marcus Graham Project, Mr. Lincoln Stevens. How you doing, Lincoln? I'm doing great. Hey, man, you guys have been getting some things done. I'm, I'm very, very impressed and very proud of what you've been able to accomplish. How long has the Marcus Graham Project been around? Uh, this year marks our 15th anniversary wow. of this summer. Uh, so 15 years. Uh, <laughs> Talking to uh, Larry Yarrell, my Mm -hmm. co-founder, this morning, Uh, around long enough, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you were 15 years old and you um, got your driver's permit, um, that you still had to have someone, an adult in the car to drive with you. Right. As we we approach 16 years ready to drive it, it can drive on its own and so uh we're, we're looking forward to celebrating what we've done over the last 15 years uh with the great anticipation of you know of the organization being able to drive itself right um for, from a number of different uh factors so Yep, 15 years. Hey. As long we've been around. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. You guys have done amazing things. And the last time I talked to you, which was about a year and a half ago, might have been a little bit longer than that for this show. You guys, well, again, I want to tell everybody your story. And your story begins when you watched an Eddie Murphy movie and came up with the idea of let's just do this. And that's why it's called the Marcus Graham Project. Can you tell us that story first? And let's get into some of the things you guys have been doing along the way to put you on the path with all these great partnerships, including the latest partnership with McDonald's. Absolutely. So we, when we created, first of all, when we recognized our calling and need to do more in bringing more diverse uh, black and brown talent, 
um, into our industry, into advertising, media, and marketing. We actually wanted to create a TV show, and it was going to um, feature uh, about a dozen individuals that we put up in housing, like a lot of reality formats do. Sure. Them up in housing mm-hmm. and work with different clients and brands and, you know, you know, luminaries in, in different industries. Um, so we, we wanted to do that, and we decided to name it after Eddie Murphy's character in the film Boomerang, Marcus Graham, because when we, at, at the time when we were thinking about what the name of this would be, uh, the name of the show would be, uh, the, the folks that were uh, helping me think through it shared that they got inspired to get into careers in marketing and media because of Eddie Murphy's character who played a marketing executive mm-hmm. in that film, as did Robin Givens, played was actually Eddie Murphy's boss, mm-hmm. um, and Halle Berry, who was a creative director for the company, which was called uh, Lady Eloise at the, uh, at the beginning of it, for the company that they worked in. Most people thought that, that was an ad agency, but it was really a, it was really a brand, and they had they had roles internally, which is really interesting. Um, and, 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 and almost prophetic because most people looked at that film and thought that that was an ad agency and they were doing the work internally. And now we see such a shift of, uh, of companies bringing the capabilities that they normally relied on their ad agencies to do, bringing them back in house. Um, and so it was like that. So, Nevertheless, we, we wanted to name it Mark's Grand Project. We ended up making that as actually our program. Uh, so that's what we do, bring a dozen individuals together. We have a cohort here in, here, uh, in L.A. Uh, that we'll talk about. It's supported by McDonald's. Um, they're working on some work for McDonald's um, um, this summer. But Boomerang, the film, also celebrates its 30th anniversary uh, wow. as we're celebrating our 15th. So it's it's a year of anniversary. Absolutely amazing. We're talking with the co-founder of the Marcus Graham Project, Mr. Lincoln Stevens. And, and Lincoln, your website, I highly recommend everyone, if you're listening, to check out the website, MarcusGrahamProject.org, because it nowadays a website is your, is your, your business card, right? I mean, you guys have everything all the pages are beautifully laid out and explains all the things that you're doing right now, the things you're going to be doing, the things you've done in the past, what you're about, who the who the people are involved with the organization. And it's just very eye-catching. Whose idea was it to make sure that the website looks as great as it does because it lives up to what the expectations are of the organization? Well, Thank you for that, uh, first and foremost, because I'm always super critical uh, about, you know, everything that we put out. Um, yes. You know, you have really to be are, in this day and age. You have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah to your point, like it is kind of, you know, it is kind of your calling card, uh, if you will. But, you know, what? what's interesting about that, Chris, is that even with what we share and explain, and it is our responsibility, our board's responsibility, uh, we had one of our alumni actually develop this website, uh, which is great um, because we want to make sure to continue to give them opportunities to showcase their work. Even with all that, 
and it it is pretty clear there's still a level of ambiguity I think that people have about what we actually do because what we actually do is intangible and you can't put on a website mm-hmm. because when you are helping to affect someone's life, when you're helping to affect the trajectory of their life and potentially their family's life, you know, helping to get people jobs, um, you know, first generation college students that are getting, you know, six figure jobs uh, or working their way to that, to that, that, Mm -hmm. that, 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 that changes a lot. And so we, you can't put, uh, what most of our alumni and friends emote to us about the impact that um, we've made together. And so I, I, won't, I won't say the impact that we've made on them. It's the impact that we make together because we very much consider ourselves as a family organization and we learn and value so much of what our alumni uh, give back to us as much as we try to facilitate uh, opportunities um, for them. Let's be specific because I love what you're talking about. And if those who are listening didn't catch it from the top, you basically help college graduates or students who are into interested in, in, in marketing or advertising or PR get their foot in the door in major corporations or major ad agencies where they can show off their skill sets, where that pipeline didn't exist. Yeah, it's, I mean it's um, <clears throat> it's a humbling it's, it's a humbling thing to do because it's as you were talking about that it made me think about you know so many people um, that have been doing this type of work in different industries and even in our industry um, for for so long. So when we think about building a pipeline of talent, particularly in advertising, you know, we and and, and as we were talking about anniversaries, fifty-five years ago, a man named Bill Sharp created the first training program for African Americans in the advertising business, and it was the first you know really structured training program. So we've not this is what well, our work in fifteen years is not a new conversation. And, and, you know, a lot of organizations and people that just started having conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion over the last couple of years and creating new initiatives, um, you know, people think, like, this this work just started, and it just started, you know, in the wake of the, the, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so many others, that this work just began. I mean, it's, it's astonishing to me, actually. Um, people think that the work just began, but it's been, this work has been going on for a long time and we're just privileged to be able to stand on the shoulders of those who set the foundation for us to even learn from and to recognize, uh, and to have, and to have been able to have conversations with, uh, about, uh, about that work and about the need and about the challenges, about the struggle, but. You know, how do we modernize? Mm-hmm. How do we do it in in the way that's needed for this time and space that we're in, which is you know, uh, which is which is varied and and sundry and challenging and awesome all at the same time. And you again, you've you were in the position because you've been working at this thing for years and years and years to to be able to show off what you have as opposed to and, and show what you've been doing as opposed to. Uh, try us out. It's like it's like we've got 
students we've been training up. We've been doing this for years now, and therefore you were in the position when opportunity knocked on your door or you were able to knock on the door and say, look, we're already in place. We just need to expand this thing or grow it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'll give you something, and this is not specific to marketing and media, but it is specific to show the, the vastly changing um, digital economy that we live in. Right. 76% of, of black Americans and 62% of Hispanic and Latinx Americans um, can be shut out or underprepared or underqualified for 86% of jobs in the U.S. by the year 2045. Wow. So when you think about that, you're talking about the erasure of, of individuals from participating in the job economy and, and jobs in, 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 in the U.S. So we, we don't have an option but to expand the types of things that we're doing because that, you know, that's all talking about digital and you can't talk about digital without talking about marketing and media, right? Cause it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's partially what it is. And so we have to expand. We have to, um, as you've mentioned earlier, part of our mission is to create an ecosystem. It's not, we can't do it alone. So we need to, uh, and we are partnering with corporations and agencies and brands and communities and churches and different groups so that we can do this work together to make collective impact because that's what's necessary um, for us to be able to make sure that that we don't get to 2045 and, you know, we're shut out (laughs) as as people in in different jobs, you know. Can you talk about, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm asking you to do this off the top of your head out of L.A., but can you talk about some of the partnerships you've established over the years with some of these major corporations and entities, including the National Basketball Association? Yeah, so start, starting there, the NBA Foundation um, um, provided an inaugural grant um, to us last year that enabled us to expand a sports marketing workshop that we do mm-hmm. uh, that we started in Cleveland with the Cavaliers and we've expanded and, and, you know, even um, you've expanded you know, it to Dallas out. and the world champion golden state warriors. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and much thanks to, to you for opening uh, the, 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 the door to the, to the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, in our, our hometown team um, because, you know, uh, there's so many cities that don't that a lot of companies that are based in New York or L.A. or San Francisco don't have the knowledge that there's talent in. Right. So like when we do stuff, when we've done stuff with Cleveland, like mm-hmm. now it almost feels like 50 percent of our participants are from Ohio area. And we found some amazing talent in there in the Midwest and some amazing talent in, in, in Dallas. And most people don't consider that um, where they're most people hadn't considered that because of where they're based, but the beauty of even what the pandemic has done is that you can, for a lot of people, you can work from anywhere. That's right. That means that their recruiters and people have to be able to expand their networks to find people everywhere because you can work from anywhere. Right. Um, So over the years we've, we've partnered with companies like Dallas based uh, AT&T was our first corporate partner. 
Fossil, um, PepsiCo, Google, Beach by Dre, Apple, Usher's Foundation, Dreamville, J. Cole's uh, mm-hmm. um, company and label, um, Cardi, Moet Hennessy. I mean, so many different companies that have given us the support and and of uh, and and General Motors, specifically GMC and Buick um, division. Um, but currently, we're working with McDonald's. Now, how did that happen? Because I'm I'm so impressed with that because McDonald's is all over the world. Yeah, McDonald's is has been amazing to work with so far. Um, they are have partnered with us to for our summer boot camp um, this year, and so our, as I mentioned earlier, our students uh, are working with them. And you know, part of how it happened is just um, them reaching out to us and saying, hey, we value what you're doing and we want to partner. Um, I have some longtime friends that have had moved over to the organization and and some other friends that are actually owner-operators um, who you know also kind of vouch, I guess you can say, for, for what we're doing. And, and you know, it's, it, it, it's uh, been great. And, you know, in partnership with some of their agencies, their PR agency, Golan, and their ad agency, White and Kennedy. Like White and Kennedy, we've worked with for a long time. Uh, and, uh, most people don't know the founders of White and Kennedy came up with the Nike line, Just Do It. Is that right? Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Wyden, David Kennedy, the late David Kennedy, and Dan Wyden came up with uh, came up with Just Do It, and you know that's you, when when you have the when our students have the opportunity to learn from people like that, from companies that have created the type of iconic campaign, it it just takes their experience to another level, and so we look forward to the partnership that we have with McDonald's and furthering that um, and, and, and matching them with uh, awesome mentors. There are so many McDonald's marketing and comms employees that, that are uh, serving as mentors, some of their agencies serving as mentors. Because, um, you know, it takes a village. Uh, it takes, yes, it, really it does. Takes a village, uh, now, now you, mentioned the, you mentioned the workshops. I wanted you to go ahead and explain the workshops because, again, you're basically taking college students who are into marketing, advertising, and PR, and you're able to, you know, gear them up. Can you break down some of the boot camps you've had in the past and what you're hoping to do this summer uh, with the McDonald's boot camp? Yeah, absolutely. So our workshop, so we have, so our programming methodology is called I Create. Mm-hmm. Uh, letter I and then CR8, the number. Um, and so we have uh, the iCreate Bootcamp, which is uh, essentially 11 weeks long, and we have iCreate Workshops, which are about four days long. So the workshop started as uh, in specifically focused in sports marketing, um, and, and both of them offer the opportunity for individuals um, to learn from the best, uh, we have panel uh, discussions from both from industry leaders and from people that have recently come into the industry, and some of which mostly are our alumni. Um, and they are available not just to college students, but to people that are just have an interest in the business. So we've had individuals that have been working for 10 years in another industry that are mm-hmm. have always had an interest in 
in our industry and want to make a switch. And um, it's, it's just awesome to be able to make that connection. I mean, we, we really are just facilitators. We're not yeah. teachers. We're not right. educators. We, we facilitate connect, facilitate connections to people um, so that they are uh, enabled to move forward. And, and, you know, even for some of the companies like, like McDonald's or the NBA and their teams, they find great value in being connected to the talent that we bring forward that give them perspectives of how they should be talking to their fans, customers, consumers, all mm-hmm. that type of thing. So it's really mutual, you know, which, which again, while we have to create an ecosystem because it's, it's of mutual benefit to one another. Um, exactly. we, we don't consider ourselves to be a charity. We are a part of a business and community solution and economic solution for, uh, for, for, for the, for this country. Exactly. And you can see it reflective, not just your particular work, but overall, when you look at commercials, I'm always looking at commercials, you know, in between games or in between whatever television that I watch streaming. And you see the diversity, but you also see clever. You also see things like, wow, or I'll I'll even give you one Uh, with TikTok. Sometimes stuff goes viral on TikTok and then you might see Mm -hmm. it in an ad campaign. In fact, Applebee's took something that was on TikTok and made it an ad campaign, and it was like country music. And it was, I, I said, this is clever. This is how you make right. people pay attention. And it's just right. one of the examples. And, again, it's in all kinds of realms. It could be hip-hop. It could be country. It could be families. It could be cars. It could be whatever. But it's a yeah. melting pot. Yes, truly. Truly. I mean, you know, it's funny you mentioned TikTok because we're going to be doing an event celebrating Boomerang anniversary with them uh, in New York Okay, uh, coming up soon. Um, so that's, you know, when you were talking about the different types of companies we work with, but that's one of them. But, you know, what you were just describing is the notion that we definitely believe in is that there's creativity everywhere and the access to um, being able to display creativity is available uh, and, you know, some of the, you know, influencers that e- exist, um, that are doing, that are, they're creating these things. Don't even realize like they're influencing, they're influencing culture. Mm-hmm. They don't even realize they're doing it because they're just being naturally creative. Um, oh, I'll give you one right now. There's some Apple commercials for their phones that are just mind boggling. And it's like, wow. And they're so colorful and they got so many kinds of people in them. And even Samsung, it's like, wow. It's, it makes you think outside the box, which also makes you want to buy their product. Yeah. And then, and, and it makes you want to buy their product. And, you know, and we also think about the fact that when people see that, I mean, just as you were discussing, as, as uh, you know, sort of the creativity of it all, it also makes people think about how they can create or what they can create. And, um, you know, we're seeing so many more people, especially with, you know, this conversation of the great resignation, people leaving companies. Yeah. You know, people, people are leaving and recognizing I have access to the tools to get my message out there. Right. I don't have to come into the building. I I love my lifestyle and I want to be fulfilled and get paid for it. Maybe by somebody else. By somebody else and, and have own and have ownership. 
Yeah. You know, I have ownership over, over my own and have agency over my own ideas. And, a YouTube and, channel, and, and, for example. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, all, all the YouTubers and like my son, he's six. He 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 told me a few months ago, Daddy, I want to be a YouTuber. Oh wow! Like, You're six. You're six, <laughs> bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but he's playing, you know, Roblox and these type of things. Like, you know, we have a generation that generations that are coming that have much more immediate experience into the things that are in front of them, and we also, you know, part of the thing that we do too is teach like ethics and responsibility over the power of media mm-hmm. because you know as you know being in the media it, there's a lot of influence hey lincoln it's been a pleasure joining us on the show again we've got to do it again it's always uh more knowledge is more power and i appreciate you being on hey appreciate you inviting me thank you so much all right that's lincoln stevens with the marcus graham project i'm chris arnold of 1053 the fan thank you for joining me Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations or individuals doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. So long, everybody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.